Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast, where we figure out what the f- we're doing in our 20s. What's up, guys? My name is Tina with an H.O. Gallo, and welcome back to In Your 20s. So, guys, this episode is all about social media detoxing. But before we even get into that, we should talk about social media, just social media as a whole. And I'm not talking about, you know, how it can be deteriorating to your mental health. I'm talking about how it's deteriorating for your physical health. And by your physical health, I mean your eyes. Like, have have you thought about the amount of time that your eyes are looking at a phone screen, looking at a computer screen? When I tell you that the stats on my phone for my screen time are insane, they're insane. So actually, you know what? Let's go on right now so I can give you guys the exact eats. So for, I don't know if Androids have screen time stats so this just might be for my apple users but hopefully android does have screen time stats because i think it's really helps in terms of clarity and knowing how much time you're spending on your phones so to find screen time on on iphones all you have to do is go into settings and i mean you could scroll if you want to i'm too lazy i'm gonna just type in screen time into the search bar click on that if it goes okay it's refreshing so oh okay that's a little less than i Oh, nope. Okay, guys. Well, I just refreshed the screen time and it went up by an hour. So that's dilly darn dandy. My stats for within a week, my daily time spent on my phone is eight hours. Eight hours, everyone. You know what eight hours you're supposed to be doing for eight hours? Sleeping. That is a sufficient amount of time to sleep. And here I am on my phone for eight hours. So weekly, oh my gosh, guys, this is actually scary. The amount of time in a week that I spend on social networking apps is 33 hours and 47 minutes. I'm so ashamed. On creativity, which I don't even know what is under creativity, but I'm spending about three and a half hours on it. And then productivity, I'm spending a little little bit around two hours, which I don't even know what productivity is under. Maybe like my notes on my phone, because that's when I type in random 3 a.m. thoughts when I can't fall asleep. And overall, this past week, I have spent, guys, I think I'm going to cry. I've spent 48 hours on my phone. That's insane. That's two days. Two days of my life has been dedicated to social media and not just social media, but just my phone in general. And that's also not including how much time I spent on my laptop. And I was on the phone with my parents the other day, and I was just saying to them, oh my gosh, I've been having this insane headache. I don't know why. And my dad, he says this all the time. He chimes in in the background and goes, maybe it's because you're always on those screens. And usually I just ignore him. But for some reason, this time around, it kind of sunk in. with It started to sit with me a little bit. And suddenly I was thinking, hey, maybe he's right. Because when I wake up, the first thing I'm checking is my phone. After that, I'm going onto my laptop. I'm checking my emails. I'm going onto YouTube, trying to do some workouts, XYZ. I'm watching Netflix. Also, I have a TV in my living room where I can lounge. I can watch Netflix from the TV, no problem. But no, instead, I'm watching, um, I'm watching Netflix on my computer screen with the screen that is less than a foot away from my face compared to a TV screen. That is just not right in itself. So, I started to think about it more and I was like, okay, yes, the reason why I'm getting these in t- these terrible headaches is probably because of the strain on my eyes. So I actually, right before I started recording this, I ordered, I ordered two pairs of blue light glasses. Now, 
I know some people say that blue light glasses don't help, blah, blah, blah. For those who don't know, what blue light glasses do is literally in the title. They block the blue lights, which are sensitive to your eyes. I don't know the science terms for that. There are a bunch of articles that you guys can check on, but it's basically supposed to help de-strain your eyes. So that way they're not as stressed out when they're looking at screens constantly. And actually, I had a pair that I bought back in September for one of my internships because I was in a corporate office. I was looking at spreadsheets a lot and I was using two screens because, you know, I was a bad, I was a bad chick. I was a boss, babe. And just looking at so many monitors at once can also lead to really big strain. So my friend told me, she goes, Tina, why don't you go ahead and buy a pair? They're $15, $20 on Amazon and they'll come here so quickly. So I said, okay, I'll try them out. I bought them, got them, and when I tell you guys the difference that it had on my eyes, insane, incredible. But you're now, since I told you guys, oh yeah, I had a pair of blue light glasses, you're probably wondering where they are. And my answer is, I have no freaking idea. I have scoured throughout my entire room at school. I have scoured through my room at home. I cannot find these glasses. Am I surprised? Not really, because I tend to lose a lot of things. When I move out of my house here at here on campus will I probably find them yes but since I can't find them right now I just needed to get my resources because also finals week is upon us right now a lot of students in college whether they're undergrad masters who knows or even the people who are at home working from home who have to be on computer screens it's a very stressful time you know the what's it called the quarter not quarter I guess it's quarter the cycles are starting to change up. We're starting to move into the summer quarter and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of people are stressed. And with that, I knew that I need to reduce my stress and I need to not have headaches because I do not want to take ibuprofen every day for these headaches was the blue light glasses. So I'm very excited about that. Also, it's important to, you know, kind of put out there that I would not have to buy these blue light glasses if my screen time was reduced. And it's it's not reducing anytime soon, unfortunately, but it would really help if I kind of waned myself a little bit from social media, which is why my friend Austin Schlesinger was kind enough to hop on the podcast today because he went on a social media detox for 30 days. When I tell you, when I was on LinkedIn and I was on his blog and I read that he did this detox, first, I was so proud. I sent him a text right away saying, this is insane, incredible props to you because I know for a fact my ass would not be able to do it. My career and my life, for the most part, revolves around social media. I have to be in the know. I have to be on screens a lot. That's just, that's the lifestyle that I've recently decided for myself. But he went on this detox. He learned a lot. And it's so admirable, the fact that he actually did it. And when I talked to him about what he's learned from doing this detox, I knew right off the bat that I needed to have him on the pod because, guys... I don't know about y'all, but if I could get my screen time weekly for social media under 24 hours compared to the 33 that it's on right now, I'd be pretty damn proud of myself. And I hope you guys will be too after listening to this pod. So instead of me just rambling on and on about what Austin may or may not have learned, why don't we just say hey to him right now? So welcome to the podcast, Austin. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, you know, not thanks for having me or anything like that. Thank you so much for having me. I've actually, I'm very excited for this. I don't know if your listeners know, but this has kind of been like an ongoing, like, 
inside joke between me and you for like the past semester like every single time i would see you at queens and you'd just be like Austin, you're going to be the first guest on my podcast. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then you finally reach out to me and you're like, hey, like, let's do this. And I'm like super excited. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yeah, I kept pushing it off. And every single time, yo, Tina, where is it? And I was just so scared. But I'm so happy that we finally got it going because I'm very excited to talk to you about this topic. So for those who don't know, Honestly, let's just let's go through your resume really quickly. All right. Oh, I can so, do that. I've I've done some research, research stalking, however you want to put it, put it. Yeah, just a little. But you're finishing up your degree in the business school, studying bait. And for those who don't know, it's business analytics and information technology. So, can you we get the uh, sixth grade, seventh grade version of what bait is? So bait is basically using data to solve like business problems at like a very very yeah sixth seventh grade level that's kind of what it is okay beautiful because you know for me I'm just journalism major so all these tech words I'm like ah and then you've also interned with a fortune 500 company and in the terms of the big four accounting firms you've interned with one and you're an incoming analyst for another which is a big deal yeah that's I've always wanted to, like, since coming to Rutgers, I've always wanted to work for one of the big four, um, specifically Deloitte, and I just secured a job with Deloitte in November, so I'm very happy with that. Um, I'm going to be moving down to D.C. in probably late July, early August, and I get started around mid-August, so I'm, I'm super excited, but... Um, this whole coronavirus thing kind of threw a wrench in when I'm going to start and everything. But anyway, yeah, that was that was been one of my goals, and I'm super excited to get started. That's so crazy. I'm so proud of you, and I always forget that you're moving to D.C. So then whenever you say it, there's just – my heart just breaks a little more. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'll get over <laughs> it. But uh, you also, on top of all of that, You've also created your own app called My Napkin. So overall, this is just a really long resume. So congrats. That's yeah. insane. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about My Napkin and how you created your own app. So My Napkin is an app that lets you share your social media, email, phone number, and other contact methods using like a QR code or a link. Um I'll give you like a brief summary of like where the idea came from and kind of the process of making it. Um, yes, please dive. Let's do a deep dive of this. Okay. So after my freshman year, I I think a lot of people had the same kind of responses. Like you, you meet a lot of people at college, like your first year, whether it's in the dorms or clubs or at the dining hall, gym, whatever. Um, and I met like a lot of people and a lot of times, you know, people you'd get someone's phone number, or you'd follow someone on Instagram or Snapchat, and then the kind of the conversation would end there because you would only see that person once, especially at Rutgers, it's a big university. Like you, then you just like kind of fall off the map with that person. So the whole idea was that I realized that the people that I connected with on multiple means of social media, whether that be I got someone's phone number, Instagram. And Snapchat, I was more likely to connect with them again in the future. 
So I was like, okay, that's kind of an idea. Um, what if there was an app to do that? So long story short, I ended up creating that app. And you were doing, you've created literally everything from the ground up, right? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't do a lot of the coding. I outsourced the development to some developers in Russia, which was kind of an experience oh. in its own. <laughs> that would Very be like an entirely, entirely new podcast. But yeah, I did, I did all of the design. I raised all of the money, a lot of the marketing. Then I kind of built a team like after it was developed and then it eventually fell off because to upkeep an app it's a lot of work you know it's a lot of work and that's that was one part of it the other part was that i kind of wanted my college experience back like if you talk to anybody about the time when i was doing this like i was like totally focused and like zoned out like wasn't really a college student like i wasn't sleeping much and i just like wanted to go back to doing college kid things and like don't get me wrong I wouldn't take I wouldn't go back in time and change it at all but I definitely wanted that college experience back so I ended up just kind of moving forward and yeah it does it does take a lot of time to maintain an app and especially it's it's hard to compete with apps out there because they look so like beautiful and they're constantly getting new updates I just didn't have the time or like the money to do that so well, I will say that the interface, I, I didn't use my app. So this is before I had even met you because I met you what I want to say maybe, honestly, probably, when did we become friends? Maybe September, October, maybe earlier? Maybe earlier, I think. It's so crazy because we've, we've been in parallel friend groups. So I think it kind of just, it kind of just merged eventually. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of just merged. I think it was, it was definitely, I think it was September or October. It was probably at the bar. Probably. <laughs> Honestly, to be completely honest, it was probably at the bars. Probably. But that's so crazy about starting an app regarding social media to have just like that one center focus where you can just get anyone's, all of their handles and whatnot in one central location. And for me, you know, my daily average for using social media is usually about six to seven hours daily. I'm not really proud of that with pandemic happening right now i checked last night and i'm spending almost 11 hours daily on my phone which is crazy because there's 24 hours in a day whereas austin you literally gave up social social media besides blogging for the most part for 30 days so how does the guy who created an app regarding social media suddenly decide to say screw social media i'm just gonna go on a social media detox like what made you go ahead and decide to do this so it's always been something that I thought might be good. Like I didn't know like the immediate benefits of it, nor did I know someone who has done it. What kind of pushed me over was that I read a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. And it's like a, I was just walking around the, I was actually in Arizona and we were, there was like an Amazon bookshop. I didn't even know that Amazon like had like, brick and mortar stores and I was walking around oh, the store. Got everything. yeah I, I had no idea but I walk into the store and there's this this book called like digital minimalism and I'm with my dad and my brother and I pick up the book and my dad just starts laughing because it's like he's like digital like what the hell is that right and I was like I'm just curious like I've I've read the title I'm like what 
I don't know, like who who wrote this? What is this about? So I started reading through it. Long story short, the book is all about the how social media and kind of the digital world is affecting the world and society in terms of mental health and social well-being. And I thought that was super interesting. And in the first chapter, he kind of outlines like the whole, um, like the benefits and detriments of using social media. And the detriments 100% outweigh the benefits, no matter how you look at look at it. And I, I don't know any statistics off the top of my head, but I'd really encourage anybody to kind of look into the correlation between social media usage and like mental well-being, because it's very clear that there's a relationship between the two. So anyway, going on to the the challenge, I started this challenge because I truly believe in what this guy was saying in this book. And yeah, that's kind of how I transitioned from developing an app focused on social media to being the guy that says I'm not using social media for 30 days. So which apps, I mean, because obviously we're in school and a lot of our classes nowadays are implementing social media. So which apps did you still stay on and for what purpose? And also while we're at it, just kind of tell us what apps you used the most before this, uh, you went on this detox. So first, the apps that I use the most, 100% number one overall, Instagram. I love Instagram. I love posting stories. I like looking people like looking at like workout videos on Instagram, getting workout inspiration, stuff like that. So my Instagram usage was through the roof. Um, Facebook, not so much. LinkedIn, like here and there. I was never a big Twitter guy. So that's LinkedIn's kind of... not your favorite social media app? What? It's my favorite social media app. Twitter? No, LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn? I wake up and the first thing I check, it's not Instagram, it's LinkedIn. Get out of here. No, maybe it's because of the impending doom of my future, but <laughs> the first one I usually check is LinkedIn. Really? Well, there's, I mean, there was times like in my life where like I would look at LinkedIn a lot more. But then, like, once I got a job, then I just kind of, like, stopped. That's but, true. No TikTok? I mean, I I watched your TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, like, I have TikTok on my phone now, but I don't have an account. And you weren't really, like, using it because also I feel a lot more people are starting to download it now. TikTok is the most addictive social media app by far. Like, I can literally sit on TikTok for an hour and not even know that an hour went by. It's because it's a casino on your phone because it doesn't show the time. It's just that's how people get so um, they just keep going and going without realizing it. Exactly. It No, it's dangerous. And it, there's literally no avoiding it because my brother sends me at least four TikToks every day and he expects me to watch every one. And if I don't watch it and like he says something about it and I don't like immediately pick up on it, like he loses his mind. So <laughs> So like going back to like your initial question, those are the apps that I use the most and kind of what the what my parameters were with the challenge was that I was only going to use social media to kind of let me share my blog posts. So like I I just started I did the challenge in February, I think, February, March. And <clears throat> you did in March. Actually, you started mid-February, ended in March. I know this because of my research. Don't worry. I've got yeah, you. She's a stalker. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I started mid-February and I had this blog going and I started to get like a following 
at Rutgers and I wanted to keep that up and I knew that most of my traction for my blogs was coming from LinkedIn. So obviously I wasn't going to stop using LinkedIn in terms of posting, but I wasn't going to just go on LinkedIn and just browse around. So kind of the the rules that I set were, you know, I'm not, I'm deleting Instagram off my phone. I'm deleting Facebook. I didn't delete the accounts because I knew that I was going to come back eventually because I like Instagram, but I deleted all social media apps from my phone and I only used like iMessage. Which is absolutely amazing because for me, okay, so it's crazy to think because the thought of me personally just deleting Instagram off my phone unless it's maybe for two hours because I need more storage and more space on my phone is so wild. And I mean, although you didn't go completely radio silent, you still did enough for someone like me who follows you on social media. I I wasn't seeing your workout Insta stories anymore, you know? No, I know you were so disappointed. Everybody <laughs> was. Everybody had like a, a hole in their heart because they couldn't see me working out every day. We couldn't get the full-on CrossFit uh, workout plan of the day. But <laughs> I mean, hey, everyone, that's your niche for um your Insta. Like, that's what I know you for. But what was super drastic in the change from constantly using Instagram and the, uh, social media to not like what are, are some of the challenges and obstacles so the biggest thing was like when you're sitting like in in class like before class my initial instinct is I sit down and I open open my phone and I go on social media or like you're hanging out with your friends and you're I mean you're kind of just sitting there so you pull out your phone, and you're on social media, or you're eating and you're looking at social media. And like doing the challenge kind of makes you consciously aware of all the times where you would be on your phone looking at other stuff. And it kind of feels awkward at first when you when you're when you don't have any social media apps on your phone, you know that you're not looking at social media for 30 days. And you have these like, I don't know if other people have done this challenge feel the same way, but it's like in this awkward gap where you're just like, what do I do with myself? And you like kind of go into your head and you're like, I don't know what to do. Should I talk to someone or just sit here and like be weird? Because it's funny. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this, there's a meme about everybody's on like the subway or something and everyone's looking at their phone. And there's one person who's just sitting there, like just minding their own business, not doing anything. And the captions, look at how weird this person is. Like, they're not even looking at their phone or something. Like, I think I just I've felt, seen it. yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's with the newspaper, but like, I, that's how I felt all the time. So that was like 100% the, the biggest challenge. Did you start, I mean, did you start carrying a book around with you? Did you have a notepad to just write down ideas or thoughts? Since you couldn't really be on your phone, was there something that you tried to replace your phone with? So I replaced it with three things. The first thing was, like actually talking to people kind of crazy concept but <laughs> like you you sit down in class and like you don't know the person next to you and you're just like I sit in the same spot every day and I don't even know this person's name so I mean talking to people was number one number two was yeah I, I started carrying a book around I also found a few blogs and like newsletters that I liked I tried to stay away from that stuff because that kind of falls into the realm of social media like people's blogs but just like for like general news so like just reading stuff and then number three was writing stuff down like I had this blog going on and you know when you're not being brainwashed by social media all day like you have a lot of 
ideas. So I did a lot of writing. Like my notes and my notes app is like full of a bunch of stuff that I could write about. So that's kind of how I filled that gap. Which is amazing. And also, I kind of want to touch on um, your blog for a bit because we haven't really even told people about it. So you started your blog around what month? It was maybe 2019? So I started writing like in towards the end of 2019. I didn't post anything. And I think I started it in January. I started posting stuff. And how did the idea of your blog come about? Because it was also before your social media detox. So why did I start a blog? I think it was because <laughs> I just kind of wanted to to start sharing my ideas. Um, oh, no. Well, that was part of it. But it was also because like, I had just gotten my job. And I felt like I had a lot to share in terms of helping people out with getting internships and jobs and kind of giving general career advice to people like in the business school or anybody that needs help with writing an email or like writing their resume and that's like initially what my intentions were were to help people get internships and jobs and then also kind of just share my general thoughts and things that I'm reading and that's kind of the direction that it's going in now I do have a lot of content about job searches and internship stuff but I've definitely shifted that, but yeah, initially my blog was to to help people out, and that's kind of what the general theme is, I would say. And I would say that it's even expanded, because now you have not one, but you've got two podcasts right now. Yeah, so I'm kind of playing around with the, the podcast world. Um, I'm not sure how I want to brand myself like on that platform, so... I kind of have two two things going right now. I want to separate like the whole job and internship advice kind of stuff and then my thoughts. So what are the names of both of them? So one of them is called Clear Candidate and that one's all about becoming the clear candidate and helping people get jobs and internships and giving them career advice. So it'd be more so for um basically it'd be for people in college and 20-year-olds who are really starting to tr- they're trying to get their foot into the door or starting to develop their career a little bit more getting those first uh entry-level jobs kind of exactly hashtag in your 20s <laughs> i just had to put the little plug oh, in so. there make sure that people understand the reason for this episode and then what's your other one called so the other one is kind of it's called faq but i've i'm thinking about switching it and switching the entire like general podcast to gritty and curious but that's like a Ooh. Yeah, that's like an... I like that. You like that? Yeah, I like the name of it. Yeah, so... It's mysterious. Yeah, right? It makes you think a little bit. That's what I want to do. Which is perfect, because it, it kind of shows that throughout the detox, yeah, you were getting away from social media, but you, were, you started to become more in tune with yourself to the point that you said, hey, this is what I think my purpose is. This is the information that I feel I can give to people. So that way they can learn more and from what my experience is and then hopefully help out some others, which is awesome. But I'd want to say if you had to give anyone advice on doing a social detox or I mean, let's all we'll use me, for example, because I like I said, I spend so much time on social media. 
for someone who can't necessarily completely turn off, what would you say are some things that they can start to do or try to do to implement using these apps less? So for specifically for someone that can't go off social media, meaning like it's a part of their job or they're actively looking for a job. So they think that they, you know, that you need to be on LinkedIn all the time and need to update your profile and everything. For those kind of people, it's all about being aware of how you're using your time and how it affects you. So if you know that if you go on TikTok, you're going to be on TikTok for the next two hours, <laughs> then don't go on TikTok. Like watch the TikTok your friends send you and then get off. Um, if you know if you go on Instagram, you're going to be on Instagram for an hour, then don't go on Instagram. Um, kind of go, so be aware of your habits. That's number one. Number two is be intentional with how you're using it. So if you know that this is something that I learned, like as the challenge went on, like something that I missed from Instagram was being able to go on there and see what other workouts people were doing. So I use it a lot as a tool to go find stuff to do. But a lot of times I would go on with the intention to do that and then I would get totally lost and sidetracked. So, oh my gosh, it happens to me all of the time. I will go on there just to be like, I remember this picture. I just want to find it or I just want to see this account really quick and that's it. And then I, next thing you know, I'm on there for 30 minutes, still haven't looked or went to what I was supposed to be looking for. No, I, th I think everybody's like that too. It's like, unless you know and you're focused on what you're doing, it's so easy to get sidetracked because that's literally what these companies' jobs are. Their job is to make you stay. And like if you're aware of like what their job is and kind of how often you're using these these platforms and also you're intentional with how you're using it, then it makes it a little bit easier. So even if you are the person that is using social media as like for a job or you're using it to try to get a job, even for those people, like these are kind of some strategies that can help you out. Um, then also there is a youth. So when I was doing this or when I wanted to do the detox, I wanted to, I was doing a little bit of research about people who have done these things before. And there's a video on YouTube by Matt De Silva. And what he does, he kind of talks, he's like a YouTube guy and he does the social media detox. So imagine like a YouTube YouTuber with, a million subscribers unplugging from social media. Like if he's able to do it, anybody's able to do it. That's very true. I really like that. And overall, so what you, you touched on this a bit earlier and you talked about clarity and mental clarity. So social media, without a doubt, it's detrimental to all of our mental health. I know I can go on there and I will just see these random pictures of all these bikini models who probably have so many personal trainers, whatever, and have such a strict diet. And I go, oh my gosh, I really need to get myself in shape, blah, blah, blah. Or like, let's say this person has all these things or they're going on all these trips and I suddenly get super jealous because I'm like, why am I not doing this? When in reality, social media isn't as perfect. It just shows this um, perfect connotation of a person's life when for the most part, it's not as perfect as it may seem. So how do you think your mental state might have changed after kind of turning off for a bit? So I think that it definitely helped me. It helped me get a lot more me time. So in term, what I mean by me time is like, 
just kind of thinking to myself the things that are important to me. And a lot of the times you go on, right, you, you know, you go on Instagram and you see all these like influencers who have seemingly perfect lives and perfect bodies and like they're always traveling and everything's perfect for them. But and it's very hard not to compare yourself and say, why am I not that? Like, why can't I get there? But you really don't see, you literally see 5%, 1% of their life. And they're not sharing everything because that's not what people want to watch. Because Instagram literally just wants you to hang out there for as long as possible. And how do you do that? By showing everyone, look at how perfect I am. Look at me. You should be like me. So kind of taking a step back from that gave me a lot of time to think about the things that were important to me and kind of the projects that I wanted to work on. And that's kind of where like my podcast spawned from is it's always been something that I like public speaking is something I enjoy and I enjoy sharing my ideas and having intellectual conversations with people. And it kind of took that unplugging process to help me realize like you just have to go do it. And it might suck the first one, two, three, 100 times you do it. But you can't keep comparing yourself to people who have done it thousands of times or people that kind of display themselves as these as these experts on Instagram and stuff. So going I don't know what your what your initial question was, but that, I think that's I think that answered it. <laughs> it did. It, it answered it very well. And I was actually I was looking at my notes because I wanted to ask you another question. And then I went in my head. I started um, going, oh, my gosh, Tina, wait, you have this amazing question in your head. And suddenly it's gone which I hate when that happens. But for anyone who is, we've already talked about for anyone who might want to go on a social detox, it's without a doubt, it's beneficial. We've covered that. We've covered the fact that at the end of the day, social media is detrimental and it's, there's a way to balance it out. So, okay. I remembered now. So this detox, you did it maybe what a month or so ago at this point, maybe two months. Right. So how has your social habits, your social media habits changed and how has your life with face to face interactions changed as well? In terms of social media, I kind of gave myself some rules moving forward after the detox. So understanding what I use certain tools like certain social media tools for and being intent, setting rules to kind of be intentional with how I use them moving forward so some of those were like use instagram you you like instagram because you can go on instagram and find unlimited workouts and you can connect with people that um kind of enjoy the same things that you do so use instagram for that don't use it to just hang around and i break like and i did kind of like thought about that for each platform and i've broke every one of those rules but it definitely made me more aware of where I'm spending my time and I think that I use those platforms more effectively now I don't know how it is like during this like the whole COVID thing because we all have a lot more like time on our hands so I've probably been spending like a little bit more time on Instagram than I should but that's kind of how my social media habits have changed Um, but in terms of interacting with people in person like I said before the biggest struggle with 
this or the the social media detox was like the moment of silence where you're just sitting alone like with your friends or you're sitting alone before class and you're not talking to anybody i got so much more comfortable in social conversations and um kind of just introducing myself to random people and interacting with people from doing this because i just had a lot more time and also kind of goes back to that whole like you know you're not on social media for hours so i had a lot more time to think about me and the things that i enjoy and like being conscious about those things and understanding what makes me happy and one of those things is introducing myself to random people and talking to people and having conversations like we're having right now that that kind of thing makes me happy and i probably wouldn't have realized that had i not gone through this detox so yeah my my behavior on social media has definitely changed and my behavior with interacting with people in person has also changed and i think it's so admirable that you did this because um some people are probably listening and just going admirable like he gave up social media for 30 days and but the thing is he gave up social media for 30 days we right now our generation i want to say millennials gen z unfortunately it sucks because we fall into the gen z category we're at the upper end but still sucks we're constantly in a state of go 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 and we're, when we're on social media we're not really in the present we're not in the present moment which for me as i've realized that i'm spending so much time on social media that when i'm on a concert now or well when i was going to concerts I would spend more time trying to record a snap story or trying to get the video than just being in the moment, which now I look back on the videos and I could just find this, my, my exact video on my phone. I can find it on YouTube because someone else, actually not someone else, about 60% of the people at this venue at this gig are doing the exact same thing. And they're also posting about it. So I think what's really important for all of us is to kind of have that self-reflection moment that you've explained so well and just understand and be more aware of what we're doing because time just keeps going by. And I say this all the time, guys, there is a reason why I always cry on my birthday. It's Yes, it's because I'm getting older, but two, because time is going by so fucking fast. And it's so crazy to think about. So the fact that you're able to do this detox is amazing. And it's also amazing. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I'm almost positive this is not going to be the last time that you're on here because you've just got so many insights. Yeah, Who knows? Know maybe you'll do, do maybe like a you'll do a career one or something. <laughs> you could do that probably it'd be more businessy. I probably wouldn't know most of the terms that you're using, but hey, like I said in my first episode, um this podcast isn't just for the listeners, it's for me too. I could learn some more. But Austin, where can we find you? You've got so many things going. Just list them out, spell them out, go for it. So you can find my blog at samaustin.blog. Um, my podcast is called the Gritty and Curious Podcast, but it might change. But <laughs> I think that's what we're. I'm going to stick with. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Austin Schlesinger. Please um, spell that. <laughs> Please spell that. I can, that I can spell that out for you. And we can also do like a link thing. But it's A-U-S-T-I-N-S-C-H-L-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. Yes, guys. Also, I had to ask him before we uh, started recording. He was like, Austin, I think I know how to pronounce your last name, but just in case. And he goes, Tina, really? <laughs> he was like, I just don't want to mess it up. 
Yeah, isn't that terrible? She she asked me to be on her podcast, and she doesn't know how to say my last name. It's not like you have a YouTube video where you go, "Hey guys, what's up? I'm Austin Schlesinger." Like I couldn't during my research that didn't come up, you know. So I that had... would be some deep research right there. Oh, guys, believe me, if there's ever a time to be on this podcast, once I reach out, it's just I've got my fact sheet ready to go. But guys, thank you for listening. You can. Stay in tune with all things in your 20s at in your 20s with a Y-S, not I-E-S. I think that's just going to be my tagline, my ending for everything at this point, because I've been saying it so much. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Hope you guys have a great day. And Austin, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, Tina.